everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are here to talk about the off network, particularly Netflix. This is Netflix rom-com podcast, and we are catching up on some of the romantic movies that have come out on Netflix this year and one from last year. It's going to be really fun. And I'm Rachel and Amy is here. Hey guys. Yes, and uh, we have a very special guest. We have my friend Jennifer Chandler is here. This Hi. is her second time on the podcast. Is it is my first time on Hallmarkies though, right? Yes, first time on Hallmarkies pod. No, it's the second time on Hallmarkies podcast. Oh, okay. Third time on my podcast. You were on the other one, and uh, so I've been really tr- I've been trying to <laughs> figure out a way because we talk about rom coms all the time on our. <laughs> on our direct message and I'm like I got to get her involved in the podcast so I'm really really excited because she doesn't have Hallmark Channel and so that this was perfect to talk about Netflix (laughs) and Netflix has become quite the rom-com giant over the last two years Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty fun to see and and Christmas really and uh, so Jennifer, tell us what ex- kind of excites you. What do you like about romantic comedies? Um, I guess I don't know all the all the normal tropes. I like I like kind of the predictability. Like I guess that's probably what some people don't like about them. But I like the the generic structure of it, and mm. the, it's it's kind of like a friend. You know, it's, it's reliable. It's it's something you're comfortable with, and then usually they'll throw in a few new things. So I like that too. But I like comedy. I like something heartfelt. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I like rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy, you are our off-network correspondent. So this is perfect for you. Oh, yes. But finding movies that are not on Hallmark, that are Hallmark equivalent, can sometimes be difficult. <laughs> yes, this is true. We made the mistake last year of watching some of the Lifetime thrillers. And that was a huge mistake. <laughs> I am even bring to the other ladies like maybe we should watch this lifetime movie i make sure i research it to the bone so that we don't have that mistake again yes i felt so bad about that but it was a learning experience it bonded us i think amy yeah it it was my first first time on the podcast we were all a little traumatized but it ended up being good in the end. So yeah, I'm going to need you to put the link to that one. <laughs> it was so... I need to follow up on this. This sounds amazing. <laughs> I think I was still like 19 at the time. So. <laughs> and young. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer was last on our podcast with her husband, Sean, who's a YouTuber and is incredible. And we were talking uh, in our top five series about our top five favorite romantic com- romantic movies. We were, we were very broad, probably to a fault, but it was, it was really fun to do. So I'll put a link to that. If you guys haven't heard it, you definitely want to listen to that one. And so today we're talking about Netflix and we're going to start with to all the boys I've loved before. So this is our one from last year and we never covered it and it turned into this whole phenomenon. So I wanted to cover it. <laughs> it just only took us a year and a half. So sorry. We had 95 Hallmark movies to cover. <laughs> so this is about a teenage girl named Laura Jean who has written all these love letters to her dream uh, guys that she's in love with. And in the movie, her... A sister as kind of a way to boost her confidence sends out these letters uh, to all these guys and they get them and then she develops this whole scheme of she's going to pretend to be dating one of the guys named Peter who she thinks is just kind of a, a dumb guy like she doesn't really respect him that much and uh, and just to try to kind of play over these letters and yeah in the book her sister does it because she's mad at her which i think makes way more sense way more sense yeah (laughs) i didn't read the book but that makes a lot more sense yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) amy did you read the book before you watched the movie or just the movie yes i love the book so (laughs) yeah do you agree that the book is better um yeah i think so um 
I just didn't really get, not get the book, but the book, in my opinion, I'm just kind of like, Peter is a jerk. Um, like, mm-hmm. the way you slice it, he's kind of just not, <laughs> he's not the, like, I think they made him more likable in the movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I I have my issues with what they did, but but yeah, I just that whole letter thing is the biggest the biggest face palm translation of I the book. It. Like I'm the most upset that they didn't include the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest yeah. problem. Uh, the other bizarre thing <laughs> that they did is they had her sister, her just older sister who had been dating this guy Josh uh they had her played by like a 38 year old actress like what is going on really? it was way too old to be i let me i forgot to write it down let's see here is it the girl from pretty little liars yeah she was born in 1988 so she's 31 years old so oh, wow. yeah, she's way too old it looked ridiculous to me i mean i know they always do that in these high school movies but but that was pushing it to me <laughs> like what's she doing i don't know that was weird but <laughs> uh-huh. uh, our leads in this one we had uh lana condor uh playing Jean, and she was in my opinion the best part of the movie she was very charming and sweet and easy to root for uh what did you think of our Jean uh in this movie amy i i really enjoyed her i i love lana though so i might be a little bit biased because i love her as an actress um so you knew her before yeah i did i think she's fantastic but um yeah I, i think they did a good job of like portraying laura jean as lana and they brought i feel like they brought in a little bit of lana's personality into the character which I liked. Okay, because I had only seen her in X Men movies for like a half a minute. She was uh, Jubilee, I think, in, in X Men Apocalypse, uh, but like hardly at all. So I wasn't too familiar with her, but that's cool. Uh, what did you think of her as Largina, Jennifer? I thought she was really endearing. I didn't read the books, so I don't know how she compares to the character, but oh, okay. I, I thought she was a really like a, a likable, like you said, easy to root for. Um, I wanted to hear more about her story. I connected with her. I liked hearing yeah. about her life and all the different <laughs> layers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did too. I thought she was really cute. And in general, I thought the casting was really good in the movie, except for her, her older sister, <laughs> Margot <laughs> was the only one uh, that was bonkers to me. Well, uh, I didn't even realize. I thought she was like probably 21, like around my age. I did not realize her age at all, but that's just me. Oh, she stuck out so much to me personally. <laughs> I just, I feel like she sleeps in a vat of lotion. Like she doesn't look old at all. <laughs> her skin is completely smooth. And like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I overall enjoyed the film. I liked it. I do felt I I did by the end of the year felt I felt like it was a little overrated because I mean I think it's perfectly fun little movie but people were talking about it as one of the great teen movies of all time so that's like a whole nother discussion to me <laughs> I think personally because I do tutor and work with a lot of girls that are around twelve thirteen ish this is going to be one of those movies for them. Mm. yeah like 16 candles yeah like for this generation for them it's gonna be like mean girls was for my generation interesting because here's they loved it this is something they're gonna remember Mm -hmm. forever the thing that i had a problem with that i i I think it's perfectly cute movie the thing that to me keeps it from being that next level of like one of the greats is i felt like the 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 male characters were super bland to me and like they just kind of do whatever they're told as, as opposed to as an example in the movie clueless which is one of my all-time favorites the character of josh has his own opinions he has his own ideas he has his own personality his own dreams separate from share like he's a unique person and all the male characters are that way in the movie they're not just sort of pushed around by the female characters whatever they want and i don't know to me he 
particularly Peter, it just felt like it felt a little bit like a manic, manic pixie dream guy, you know, like he, he just, I wish I'd gotten a little more personality from him of like, what does he want? What are his interests as opposed to just kind of whatever she wants him to do? He's like, sure. Okay. And he's dreamy. Don't get me wrong. Noah Centino is very handsome, but I don't know. I just, that to me is what separates it from one of the greats to just a cute little movie. I mean, I, I think though that, like one of the greats I think is different though for every kid. Cause I can ask a 13 year old girl right now and they're not going to know what clueless is 99% of them. So well, I, mean, I don't even really know. I, I think I've seen that movie once. Mm-hmm. So, like, But it, it's just an example of, of, I, I, I just felt like you could use any, a bunch of examples, but I love Simon, for instance, I feel like it love Simon. If you're talking about modern examples, all of the characters have a lot of layers mm-hmm. and they're all sort of they're not just sort of pushed around by whatever whatever Simon wants and uh, they they're flawed and they make mistakes and and so I don't know that to me is what separates it from one of the greats but I thought it was cute I liked it I don't know what do you think Jennifer what I'm saying um I think I, I think I see what both of you guys are saying I think that it, it's a real really good uh, representation of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in particular, like, I don't know if y'all feel this way, but I feel like the way that movies integrate social media is such a nicer way than social media actually is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, it even romanticizes social media <laughs> and they're not like all glued to their screens in a way that they can't interact because obviously that'd be the worst movie ever. Um, so I feel like, I feel like this movie really represents like, you know, to, to her point, like, this generation's experience, kind uh-huh. of. Um, and whereas Clueless, I would say, would, would be a fair representation for your generation, not to make you sound old. <laughs> no, it's true. I am the, I am the old fogey of this podcast. No, well, I mean, I just it. referenced 16 yeah. Candles as a generational. <laughs> but 16 Candles is way more raunchy than people remember. I've never I've seen that. it. Oh, you've never seen it. No. It's not my favorite, actually. It's it's pretty raunchy. And there's some parts of it that have not held up. But but anyway, I just I just wish that the characters were a little better. But you're absolutely right about what you're saying about social media. I remember a few years ago watching The Duff. Uh, with talk about a movie that has older people playing high school students, but um, <laughs> but. I, I think it's cute. It's a cute enough movie, but I felt like it was so weird because she has this pretty mean thing happen to her, and everybody in her life is like, "Oh, just, just brush it off. Just deal with it. It happens to everybody." And I remember asking my sister, who at the time was in high school, I was like, "Is that the thing? Like, if you get like something that to me would have been so embarrassing, is everybody just kind of like, eh, it's your turn." It happens to everybody. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, wow. To, to your point, they did that in this movie with the, yeah. the whole hot tub thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, you know, there was situations similar, like social media stuff that happened to me in high school. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just told me, especially older adults, they're like, get over it. It's social media. So weird like, to me. People didn't take it seriously because it's on the internet. But like, uh, it wasn't. And now that I think about it now, now that I've been out of high school for four years, I'm kind of like, yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. I made a bigger deal out of it than it should have been. But at the time, it should have been handled differently. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and to throw us under the bus as the old people, <laughs> I think it's more shocking to you and me, Rachel, because we didn't have that. Like, no. I think the closest to that sort of exposure would be like, <laughs> I don't even know if I should, Zanga, like, <laughs> yeah. or MySpace, like, right. like, writing something embarrassing, maybe putting an embarrassing picture out, but the, the amount of opportunities there are for teenagers today to humiliate themselves is endless. I mean, it's just completely yeah. endless and it happens all the time. So, I mean, to an extent, there's going to be a new thing tomorrow. So, it, you know, they just yeah. think about it differently. So there's I mean, things that would happen. That I'd be like completely mortified. I'm so grateful yeah. every day, all day that my middle school and high school years are not documented online for the rest of the time. I know. I, so lucky. You are so lucky both of you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know. I started a YouTube channel when I was 13. Who let me do I, that? 
I can't imagine. I came home from my mission when I was 24, and that was the first time I'd ever heard about any of this stuff. I hadn't heard of blogs. I remember finding, oh, what's a blog? Blog? What is that? Blogs. And, <laughs> I mean, I didn't start on Facebook. What? Yeah, I didn't start on Facebook until I was, uh, until 2007. So I was 26 when I, I know, I'm just like so old, but, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just wish that the male characters, particularly Peter had just had a little bit more personality to them a little bit more. I just felt like they were a little bland, uh, but handsome and fun. (laughs) It's fine. I just, that to me is what separates it from being one of the greats. I think Peter's character specifically, I feel like in the book, at least the way I portrayed it, if mm-hmm. I was Laura Jean, I wouldn't have wanted to be around him regardless. Mm-hmm. Like it just wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be the person I want to be around. And I think the disconnect when they were putting that into the movie was trying to make him likable so that people wouldn't be like, why are you even near him? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just in the book to me, I was like, this does not make sense. And I think I'm going to have to read the book. In the movie, it's they were trying to make him likable to a point where he wasn't necessarily yeah a strong character i think that's fair i think that's fair to say yeah um but yeah i think noah centineo is gonna be a big star i think he is super charming I remember seeing him. He was like 14 on Austin and Alley on Disney Channel. And <laughs> now he's like grown up into this like teen idol. And all these 13-year-old girls I tutor and babysit for have like their phone screen wallpapers <laughs> or pictures of them and of him and stuff. And I'm like, he's 21. He's my age. And you're 13. Like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Did, did you, Jennifer, did you have somebody that you were, that was sort of your teen idol kind of person, I don't, actor? I don't feel like this is fair (laughs) i mean okay so i think probably the first like celebrity crush would be jonathan taylor thomas yeah yeah and then i remember i got one of those i don't even know what they're i can't remember what they're called but like those teeny bopper magazines from the store yeah one of those and it had like a a interview with him where it talked about all the things that he likes literally like a winner that i was (laughs) i wrote him a letter (laughs) <laughs> saying, saying that I liked everything that he liked in the interview like I just pretended like I hadn't read the interview I don't know <laughs> mailed it in and I was so excited I was convinced we were gonna get married and then uh I got one of those like auto-generated uh letters back and I was That's done I never looked back I was completely <laughs> done. I was like what you sent me a letter printed by somebody else or are you crazy <laughs> And <laughs> it was done. That's so probably funny. after that, the, the next biggest one is uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and yeah. Titanic was huge. So yeah, those, that was, that'll, that'll date me right there. Both yeah. I had a friend who saw Titanic 17 times. Oh man. I think I saw it five oh. in the theater. Yeah. I cry so much on that movie. How can I watch it 17 times? And I didn't see it for the first time until I was like 16. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were around 16 when it yeah. came out. So, uh, yeah. and it was, I mean, it. it's hard to overstate how how big that movie was and how popular Leonardo DiCaprio was. He, yeah. he was too skinny for me but i always liked more like i i the only i didn't really because my brother would tease me mercilessly if i ever did anything like put a poster up or anything like that <laughs> yeah and so i didn't i don't remember having like a, a real crush but i did love i did love star wars and particularly harrison ford yes was my, was my favorite <laughs> Good choice. And uh, I sort of went back to the pretended I was in the eighties, like <laughs> I don't know. But uh but yeah, my sister actually had all of these giant cutouts of Star Wars figures in the in the hallway <laughs> leading up to her room. And, <laughs> so there was Harrison Ford and and of course you have Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Leia was there, I can't even R2 I think was there. So I was a big we were big into Star Wars. <laughs> so, so did Harrison Ford find his way into your room? Uh, <laughs> but I, I <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. No, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> 
but yes. But yeah, he was my favorite. So stars would you give to all the boys I've loved before? Jennifer first. Oh, of course. Um, so I really hate rating things because I feel like my my feelings fluctuate a lot, and then I, I I'm really hesitant about the perfect scores. Like I'm real stingy with fives. Like, yeah. Like if, if I have a scale, then anyway. So I I did three and a half. I don't know if that's allowed. If you can do oh, it a half, that's allowed. That's what I said. Okay. That's allowed. Well, three and a half stars or crowns or. Polka dots. <laughs> I, I totally know what you're saying because I'm Rotten Tomatoes. They went and uploaded all of my old reviews. And some of these are from like 2014, <laughs> 2015. So they were a, a long time ago. And <laughs> I, I have ones that I was like, did I really give that an A? Did I really give that what? What was I thinking? Or a- I mean, just discovered <laughs> blogs. Give yourself yeah. a break. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, and I, I tried to do a whole month where I was reviewing the Rankin Bass, uh, movies, which are these animated shorts around Christmas, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all this stuff. And I actually realized I didn't really like them that much, but I think doing them all together, it kind of wasn't a good idea. (laughs) So they, they got to the point where they were uploading all my Rankin Bass reviews and I was just like, oh my gosh, I look like the worst person in the world. I gave (laughs) I gave a rotten review to Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it was so funny. And I'm like, oh. well, oh well. <laughs> what do you do? But, Scrooge. Who knew? Yeah. It, was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and now you watch like nearly a hundred Christmas movies a year. So. <laughs> I know. I like, but Frosty doesn't make the cut. <laughs> I was like, this movie's just bizarre. And it is kind of bizarre when you really think about it. But anyway, it was really funny. Like, oops. Uh, but yeah, so that's the <laughs> that's the joy of uh, rating things around tomatoes. But anyway uh i actually agree with you i gave it a 3.5 i think it's a really cute little movie i enjoyed it uh but i don't think it's one of the best ever of all time (laughs) well i will be giving it a 4.5 because i love it and there's a hallmark alum in it so you know i'm happy yeah who was our hallmark alum uh, Jordan Burchett played the guy at the very end after the credits. He played John Ambrose for that short period. You know, when Kitty opened the door and was like, Laura Jean, that's um, oh, right. part. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, they recast him for the second movie, which I'm really, really upset about because Jordan Burchett is just such a sweet guy, makes YouTube videos. Of course, he's on Hallmark, so I'm rooting for him, not the other guy they recast for him. So, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I don't remember. It's after the, the credits, and, and oh, okay, then I, that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, he opens the door, and it's John Ambrose McLaren holding the letter and flowers, played oh, by Jordan Burchett, and then Kitty screams up the stairs, "Laura Jean, it's for you!" And it's and then it goes the black, and it's so. Oh. Cool. Um, that's it's amazing. One of the other guys that a letter got sent to, and like so, all this stuff has happened with Peter, and then like ah, oh, there's another guy. <laughs> But they removed so, him, so unfortunately, sadly. That's terrible. Yeah. I, I know romantic comedies are lighthearted usually, and I mean, they can get a little serious, but I feel like the sister needs a little bit more repercussions for her actions. Mm-hmm. I think she should have thought a little yeah. bit more before she sent those things down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially if she was doing it to be nice. What? No. <laughs> that's the weirdest. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm so glad that there was actually a different plot in the yeah. book. I, I didn't realize it was different. I was like, what kind of, like, what would she do if she was trying to be mean? Like, that, that yeah. was a terrible, nice thing to do. So her mean things must be even yeah. worse. Yeah. She's like a sociopath, like little girl. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I can relate to what happened to to Largene is when I was like seventh grade, however old that is, I when you're just really insecure, you know, with your friends and with other stuff, at least I was. And my little sister, she was probably five at the time, she got I had a little like uh I had a little address book. And you know how you kind of have 
you have addresses in there or in your phone nowadays that you don't really talk to that person that much anymore they were like old friends and you don't really anyway she decided to go through my address book and call everybody in the whole address book like i came to school the next day and everybody was like oh rachel your little sister called and talked to me i was so embarrassed at the time and and now was that back then what's that how expensive was that back right? then? Didn't you have to pay by the minute? <laughs> well, no, that's only for long distance calls. Oh, okay. And you we had, had for a little while we had to do that. Uh, yeah, for the minute, however many minutes you used. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because we didn't have cell phones. I didn't get my first. I know I'm so old. I didn't get my first no. cell phone until I till two thousand, like two thousand. So that I would have been, I was like nineteen when i got my first cell phone but and so this was just regular phone so it, it, it to call it, to call these people in my book they were it was all free but anyway it was so embarrassing i just remember being mortified and my mom was just laughing and cracking up she thought it was so funny and that just made me more mad <laughs> so anyway there you go that was my that was my shame seventh grade shame <laughs> i was so mad at her but anyway so all right the next one that we're going to talk about is for, now we're moving into this year and we're going back to the, the films of noah centineo and we're talking about the perfect date and this movie is about this guy named brooks radigan which i hate that name it sounds terrible. like like you'd see in like an LA what are those old LA shows that did not portray LA at all like OC <laughs> and stuff right it's yeah, like or, from uh, the great mouse detective so the bad yeah. guy in there his name was Radigan I know that's why I think of I think of great mouse detective I, it just, just sounds like to me somebody going to Cambridge it's very snobby <laughs> Brooks I mean, Radigan a, what was it Harvard or Yale <laughs> yeah, that's true he didn't want to go to Yale but it's a terrible name but anyway he uh, is Mr. Suave Mr. Cool and he creates an app where anyone can basically pay him to go on a date and he's going to be the perfect date for for their uh, to them to kind of test out dating <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so it stars noah centineo as this as brooks radigan and so jennifer what was your overall thoughts on this one uh well he's amazing i first of all the whole time i anytime i looked away from the screen i thought it was mark ruffalo like his voice yeah. sounded just like mark ruffalo the whole movie and that kept throwing me off like a lot but uh-huh. um i guess my overall thoughts was i i liked the twist that it was a, a male protagonist instead of a female because um, most rom-coms tend to cer- center around a girl um, so I liked that it was a guy I liked kind of the take um, and I liked I liked the self-discovery in it I thought that was was a good storyline mm-hmm. what about you Amy what do you think I, I I really like this movie specifically because the two lead actors had played on um austin and ally they played love interest as kids when i was young on disney channel oh <laughs> fun <laughs> to see them all grown up and like still well like being love interests again lauren morano and noah centineo like because that was noah centineo's first job was on austin and ally with laura and with laura and so now they're all grown up and they still there were so many jokes or little things in this movie that reminded me of those couple episodes Noah was on of Austin and Allie. Like the bad dancing, that was like a trope that Allie on the show could not dance well and she finally met a guy that also was a bad dancer. And so that was the thing on Austin and Allie. And so then when they were doing that at the dance in The Perfect Date, I was so happy. I'm like, oh, it's a little like tie back to my childhood. Well, not even my childhood. I think I was like 12 and 13 when Austin and Allie were on. Uh-huh. It was, it's just cute because it was like, I was able to tie it back to Austin and Allie. And it was just, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that aspect. I don't think it was the greatest movie in the world. <laughs> the whole premise was a little like creepy to me. I'm like, you're going to pay a guy to go yeah. on a date with you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, just get Tinder or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was cute because I had those like little nostalgia things in it, but mm-hmm. also the premise I was a little like uncomfortable, uncomfortable about, but you know. Yeah, that makes sense. So this is really, so I have a niece that's 15 and she is very candid about her opinions with things, which is great. And I love it. 
Uh, she has very strong opinions. And it was just really funny because I, when I wrote up my review of this movie, I said that if I was 16, I would probably love it because he's so charming. And so, you know, it seems like something I would have loved. And so I said, if you're, if you're 16, watch it. If you're not, give it a pass. <laughs> and my, my niece was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I didn't, none, me and none of my friends liked it. So I was like, okay whatever well, but uh you said she's 15 right 15 yeah so when austin and Allie would have been on she probably was like five yeah well so, like, and i don't think they have the disney stop. channel anyway <laughs> but it was just funny you know she's like you're wrong <laughs> you don't understand teenagers and i'm like i probably don't <laughs> but thank you for bringing that to life <laughs> that was incredibly insightful <laughs> uh but I and here I'm going to throw out another uh, comparison that you probably won't uh, have seen, but I felt like this movie was trying to be Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Way I off. Ferris Bueller, I'm not that uncultured. I felt like it was trying to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but without like the emotional heft of that movie because there's a lot of emotion in Ferris Bueller. Like he's basically trying to work Cameron up to confronting his dad. And when he finally, uh, you know, destroys the car, like that's a pretty emotional movie. Uh, it was a pretty emotional moment. And so I don't know. I just felt like he was amazing. He was super charming. And I actually didn't, I'm surprised to hear they have this chemistry, this, this backstory, because I didn't feel like he had very good chemistry with either of the girls, because Lara Morano and Camila Mendez, who are both lovely, but I don't know, I just, and so this one wasn't my favorite. I didn't feel like the script was that great. And I felt like for someone who's supposed to be so clued into things and so hip and everything, like he was so oblivious to his friend, like, hello. Like, what is going on? And, uh, but it's not awful. I didn't want to die or anything watching it, but it wasn't wasn't my favorite. Wow, there's a recommendation. (laughs) You won't want to die if you watch this movie. So it's not that bad. (laughs) So, Amy, how how many, uh, how many stars do you give it? I'm going to go like 3.75. Okay, good. <laughs> Jennifer? Okay, so this is why I don't like rating, but um, I I gave it a four, and I gave it a four more, like, I, I liked kind of the overall feeling that I had while I was watching it, as opposed to, like, if I go into the nitpicky, like, his his friend was completely a caricature and didn't get, got completely ignored. And, um, so there's all sorts, and it is weird to pay somebody to go on a date, but anyway, um, I, I overall enjoyed, enjoyed it. I liked all the little, uh, different spins. I loved the date that he went on with the girl. Um, so that the parents would like her boyfriend better. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? Yeah, he yeah. was just obnoxious and horrible. And I was like, that's, that's kind of clever. Like if you know your parents aren't going to like a guy, you just bring someone worse over and then they'll be over the moon to meet the other one. Anyway, so I, I gave it a four because I, I had a fun time watching it. It was a pleasant enough watch and I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't really know what to expect. Oh, that's a pretty high there. That's good. All right. I am <laughs> rating is confusing. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I can't remember what I gave it on Rotten Tomatoes. I think maybe I gave it a a negative three. three or four um, whatever just above death is <laughs> out of 10 I, uh, and so i think i'll give it a out of five i'll give it a 2.75 stars so <laughs> sorry amy <laughs> okay i don't care <laughs> okay then are you apologizing for stealing her 0.75 no, <laughs> or because you didn't like it i don't want to i i i don't want to <laughs> want anybody's nostalgia um but anyway so our next movie is the last summer mm-hmm. this one is going to be uh, kind of difficult to talk about because there's so many different couplings but mm-hmm. It's one of the classic 
kind of teenage stories that come around every so often that are about all these different teenagers and uh, and telling all these different stories. You're dazed and confused, can't hardly wait. What's one from my my era? Um, and and uh, there's just a bunch of this seems like it happens every so often. And you basically have this group in Chicago and you follow before they go to college this this last summer and uh it's the main is griffin uh played by kj appa Ooh. and he <laughs> starts to date did you just whoop <laughs> did I? No, I didn't. no i thought no i thought she whooped oh. I, thought, I did i whooped oh, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought oh. he's a favorite of yours huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's pretty handsome <laughs> He is. He is handsome. Not on Riverdale, though, because that hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you like better, KJ or Noah? Noah. Okay. Uh, all right. So KJ or Griffin is dating me, Maya. And who's, uh, I mean, Griffin is dating Phoebe, played by go. Maya Mitchell. Oh, there we go. I was like, yeah. Then Sorry. Down right. This is going <laughs> to no, be you're good. very difficult. And I so, very confused. <laughs> there are a I lot know. of people in this movie. And yeah. then uh, he, there's Alec, who used to date Aaron. And then Alec starts to date popular girl Paige. And then. Alec? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Alec, Alec or Alex? Okay. Alec. I thought Alec, Alec played by Jacob Lattimore. Oh, I thought Alec was the guy who was pretending to be older. Never mind. No. Oh, that's, no. We'll talk about them. That's okay. that's Reese and Chad. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I had this all written down. Like the whole thing. Okay. So Alec dating Aaron or used to date Aaron. And then now he's dating Paige, who's like popular girl. And then Aaron is dating baseball player Ricky. <laughs> Good grief. I thought very attractive. I thought baseball player Ricky. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Posey. And oh, then yeah. you have Alec's best friend, Foster, played by the guy who has the coolest name, Wolfgang Novogratz. <laughs> <His name. laughs> like, I was, like, can you imagine dating him? Just like, yeah, my, my boyfriend Wolfgang. And yeah. <laughs> be the best ever and they are they are fixing driveways for the summer uh -huh. and then you have aaron oh wait no i already did that then you have audrey who is just who isn't dating anybody and just spending time with this spoiled little rich girl <laughs> as a nanny <laughs> and she is played by Sosie bacon who is the daughter of kevin bacon so, yeah. So, <laughs> and then uh, these two guys that are pretending to be traders at this bar, stock traders, and to get women and and booze because it's a super lax bar <laughs> staff. Uh, that's Reese and Chad, and then you have uh, the last time you were on the podcast, Jennifer. We talked about Gabrielle Anwar in one yes, of your selections, and yes. she is in this movie. It, it took me forever to figure out who that was. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Sean actually said it, like, in passing. We were talking after the movie, and he mentioned her name, and I was like, wait a minute. And it just, like, stuck in my head, and I was like, I know that name. I know that name. Was, oh, my, what? And <laughs> it was crazy. Her yeah. face doesn't move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> yes so she is griffin's mom and then griffin's dad is the worst and the worst and he cheats on her with phoebe's mom phoebe's mom so it's a web we <laughs> tangled web we weave here on the last <laughs> summer i guess i should just say amy what were your overall thoughts and which of these pairings did you like the most Okay, so my favorite pairing was def definitely Phoebe and Griffin. Um, I kind of was like, well, can't we just have the whole movie about them? <laughs> um, not that the other stuff wasn't cute, but I was like, I kind of want the whole movie about them. This reminded me a lot because kind of all the different teenagers were connected in a different way. It reminded me a lot of um, like Valentine's Day, New Year's mm -hmm. Eve, Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. that were like kind of ensemble casts and they were somehow, somehow like 
connected in a little way. So that's what this reminded me of. Um, I don't know how accurate I would say this movie is because like a lot, all, all of these couples were like making family. And I feel like <laughs> that's our euphemism on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amber and Rachel taught me that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Yeah. Making a family. And just, making, the- just making family. Making family. Got yeah. it. Okay. Got yeah. it. Because so like, these aren't on Hallmark Channel where they don't yeah. make family yeah. ever. No. <laughs> yeah. So Never. like all these, <laughs> all these teenagers are making family right after they graduate from high school. And I, you know, I've read a lot of statistics in my life and that this is not st- statistically accurate where only one of the characters in this whole list is not making family. <laughs> only one of the teenagers. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and then she's not even like, in a, she's not even in a relationship. So she doesn't yeah, count. She's so. hanging out with a little girl. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's not super accurate, but I thought it was super cute. And I love KJ Appa and Maya Mitchell together, their characters. I also think it's ironic because I think KJ Appa's from New Zealand and Maya Mitchell's from Australia. Oh, in real life. oh interesting. So they have very similar accents in real life. <laughs> funny. And then they're both playing Americans. So, ah. you know. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it's necessarily accurate because when I graduated from high school there was not this much (laughs) people were like lazing around the pool all summer this was not going on (laughs) because everyone's like ah crap we got to go to college in the fall type of thing so um maybe I just hang out with different types of people I don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was I enjoyed it what do you think Jennifer well, first of all, I think everybody should have to watch the, the movie with my husband because it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I wish desperately. I'm so sad that I don't have a recording of him. He just, he was in the room and I didn't think he was paying a lot of attention. I told him what movies I needed to watch. He wasn't terribly interested in watching any of them with me. So I've just been kind of watching them by myself. And so he had just finished editing and came down and was sitting in there. And I totally didn't think he was paying attention. And all of a sudden, he just starts going off. And I, I'll, we can get into it later if we need to, since that's not what you actually asked me. But it was the best thing ever. I was dying laughing. So to tell um, him he needs to review it on his channel. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine him doing that. But <laughs> that would be hilarious. It was. It, I don't even know if he could recreate it. I tried desperately. I actually. He doesn't know this, but I recorded him like four more times after that, trying to capture the same level of heat, and uh, it, it was almost That's there, so but funny. wasn't quite. There. But anyway, so everyone should have to watch it with him. Um, it was amazing. Uh, overall, I, I'm with Amy. It's the same sort of like that was not my experience. (laughs) I don't understand. They're so somewhat super ambitious, both in where they're going with college and then like lackadaisical and they just want to have the greatest days of summer, but they're super uh, zeroed in on making family. (laughs) I'm like, guys, this is not like, I don't know what's happening, but there's more to life people. But anyway, yeah. um, So I like, I, I, I really like what Amy said about all the ensemble cast. I hadn't put those together. I think that that gels really well with, with what this was. And the kid, uh, the baseball players from Maiden Manhattan. Oh, really? The little boy in Maiden Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He, so, he grew up I, well. He's yes, very- he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't Tyler Posey on uh, Wolf, uh, Teen Wolf? He, was, he got yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Very good. I thought this was really sweet. Uh, it's it's. I hated the the uh, the the kids trying to get laid and boozy <laughs> at the bar. I hated that whole storyline. Was very cringy. I also thought that the whole thing with Griffin's dad and that causing him to break up with Phoebe was just Ugh. or her to break up with him or what, that was all just very snooze inducing to me that was not interesting um also some of the other like it was hit and miss with some of the plot lines i uh like there were very like the uh the popular girl uh, page and alec it was wasn't my favorite you know some of those weren't weren't as good as as other ones but 
But overall, I I like these kind of movies. I like Dave's and Confused. I like Can't Hardly Wait. You know, kind of following all these group of teens and and uh, you know, I also was fairly fairly innocent when I was. <laughs> I mean, I was a, a Mormon girl <laughs> going to going to BYU and all this stuff. So I that was definitely not a part of my high school. That's for sure. But uh, but I don't know. I I felt like I that it was sweet and I liked the couplings enough. And, uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, probably better than I thought I would. It's getting eviscerated on letterbox. People hate it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I, I would give it, um, I don't know, uh, four, I'm going to give it four stars, which is probably generous, but I'm feeling generous. I guess. What would you, what about you, Amy? I'm going to go 3.5. It is not accurate. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> not accurate, but cute. <laughs> okay, good. And Jennifer? Oh, I don't even want to say it out loud. I'm going to give it a two. I really, I wanted to like it. And I, I like maybe like if it stopped three quarters of the way through, but I felt like the way that they wrapped every, all the plot lines up, I just didn't, I either didn't yeah. buy it or I hated what they did with it. Yeah, I can they see that. the plot lines up though, because there really was zero answers at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. did, because like Phoebe and, and Griffin are back together and Alec is back together with Aaron. Yeah, but Griffin now is going to California and Phoebe's going to New York for college. It's not going to work. <laughs> Three weeks tops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. With Skyping and stuff nowadays, why not do long distance? It, but... it still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. all right. Well, the next up we have Good Sam. And this is about a news reporter who is investigating anonymously uh, left large cash gifts on the doorsteps in New York City. And I actually, this stars Tia Sirkar. And I actually think this movie would have been better if it was an outright faith-based film. If it was, if kind of leaned into those feelings a little bit more, because I just felt like it was a Sunday school lesson stretched out to 90 minutes and the dialogue felt so forced to me. And I felt like the romance wasn't satisfying. It was way too little. And like, it just, I don't know, it just felt boring to me. And, uh, and I think it would have had like more emotional heft if they'd gone all the way and it had been about like, about you know miracles and really gone to all the you know the faith-based route i might have liked it a little bit better but i don't know this one wasn't for me i just didn't connect with it uh but uh and i also i felt like so this this guy gives four hundred thousand dollars to people and yeah he's trying to look good as a politician but if that's the worst our politicians are doing is giving out hundred thousand dollars to random people hey Sign me up for that train. That sounds a lot better than what we've had the last <laughs> little while. Uh, and so, I don't know. I felt like the sort of the indignation at him was like kind of grown worthy. And uh, it just wasn't my favorite. Uh, what about you, Jennifer? What do you think? Um, I really wanted to like this one um, a lot more than I did. Uh, I liked the, the concept. And, you know, the uh, jaded reporter likes to do the hard-hitting stories and then find something you know, miraculous or heartwarming or whatever you want to call it. And it, it just missed the bar for me. It just, yeah. it was like, all, it, it had all the right pieces and it was in the right structure and conceptually it should have worked. But I don't, I don't really know what was missing, to be honest. I don't know if it was that they just didn't embrace the whole faith thing or there, there just wasn't really a, a conflict, really. Like the, it was just a story. And then, like you said, with the politician, the biggest conflict is that he took credit for something, you know, he didn't do, which, but he did do it. Like he, he took credit for some well, of he it. He took credit to be, yeah. He, but then he, he just did it took all of it. And then he actually did some of it. Yeah. So he, he would have been better off saying I was inspired by these acts. And so I've done some of my own, but you know, whatever. Uh, he did it to get the, the credit. So that was the, I guess the shady part and that he, 
took credit for the first ones that he had nothing yeah. to do with, but it was just really predictable and, um, just nothing landed for me. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I wanted to like it and I thought it was pretty. <laughs> I thought it was filmed well, but I just didn't, didn't enjoy it all that much. What about you, Amy? I feel like I knew exactly what was going to happen in the entire movie 10 minutes in. Like, yeah, I was like, all right, she's sure. going to end up with this guy. He's actually going to do it. This guy's somehow going to try and take credit for it. And, like, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I feel like this is the closest to what we'd see on Hallmark out of all the movies we're watching. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but there would be way more romance. Yeah, in, in yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, the, the romance was wedding March five, and they only have a promise ring, all right? <laughs> but, well, the wedding March movies are <laughs> nobody <laughs> understands them. But for the most part, I it, it would be way more romance than in a in a the, if this was on Hallmark for sure. Yeah, it was just it was like I was so predictable. I liked yeah. the premise, but it was just really really predictable had a lot of tropes i wish there would have been at like one more like like steer away type of thing like someone else who it could have been mm-hmm. so like at least there would have been a little bit more of a mystery or a hunt but it kind of like or i wish the politician was like a legit bad guy yeah like, yeah like, he was legitimately like, evil enough to know good they're just the money was a... actually embezzled or something i don't yeah, know but he had it and he just gave it away and he took credit for what somebody else did which is you know, and, and not, that's not honorable, but it's yeah. not the worst thing ever. And that's also what homework would do as well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody loves a bad man of business more than homework channel, but it is the most out of these ones. I do agree with you there. Yeah. So it was good. I liked it, but it was really predictable. And I think at the end, the whole thing with the coin, I'm assuming they're going to try to make a sequel because that ending made no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused. I agree. <laughs> and I really liked Taya Sarkar's Christmas movie, uh, the uh, the Christmas Lost and Found, I think it was called, on Lifetime. So, if you, so Which one was that one? <laughs> it was the one where the grandma has stuff all over. Yeah, that, that she's was okay. lost the that ornaments. Was, and that was good. I it was, was pretty my good. Top 10. I don't the, hun- the super hunky neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. What was yeah. this one called again? <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Christmas Lost and Found. It was pretty good. It was okay. Pretty good. So, all you right, like seventy Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, I remember like Sean was doing his end of the year, and he said however many movies he'd watched in the whole year, and Rachel's movie just exclusively her count for Hallmark movies only was almost as much as what he'd watched in the. <laughs> entire year and i was like wow that is commitment that is impressive (laughs) last year i saw 95 hallmark movies (laughs) and (laughs) and i saw 85 then this includes some of those hallmark movies i i saw 85 christmas movies last year heavens to betsy it was nuts and reviewed most of them with amy so she's a trooper (laughs) my mine was close to 70 i think like it was like 67 or 68 or something and i'm just like this fall oh i'm already preparing myself yeah because you don't understand jennifer hallmark christmas movies start before halloween they're like hobby lobby yeah they are the hobby Hobby lobby today and there was fall decorations (laughs) yeah they've got christmas decorations up in ours they are the hobby lobby of television in many ways (laughs) i think that's very true but this one honestly i can't imagine really wanting to watch it again it was pretty boring for me i give it uh i give it two stars what about you jennifer i gave it one and a half stars yeah uh amy I'm going to be generous and give it 2.5 stars. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Last one. We have Always Be My Maybe. And this is about... <laughs> this is the, the premise is very Hallmark. Some of the content wouldn't be, but True. it's about these childhood friends who were, uh, you know, attached to the hip. And then they end up uh, uh, 
falling apart, <laughs> uh, moving away from each other. She becomes this celebrity chef. He ends up working for his dad's air conditioner business. And uh, then they end up reconnecting and you have this sort of conflict of he's a normal guy. She's the celebrity. And uh, it's, uh, starring Ali Wong as Sasha Tran and Randall Park as Marcus Kim. Jim. What's that? Jim. He was Oh Jim yeah, in the he was on the office. <laughs> <laughs> For one episode and he's like yeah. immortalized forever. That was hilarious. <laughs> and he's on Fresh Off the Boat, isn't he? I don't know. I think, I think he is. I'm pretty sure. I'm looking it up right now. But yes he is. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, uh, he was an Ant Man in the Wasp as well. He was that oh. agent that always kept trying to catch. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was always trying to catch him up to no good. Yeah, he was running, 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 <laughs> never catching. And Ali Wong is the best. She's I love the show American Housewife. I think it is so funny, and she is on that show. She plays <laughs> Katie Nixon's uh, one of her girlfriends, and uh, and that they meet together for uh, for breakfast every it seems like every day on the show or whatever. And they're they're just she's hilarious and uh and <laughs> i've seen some of her stand up and she's really really good very raunchy but very good <laughs> and the big uh, the big surprise i guess but they revealed it in the trailer so i feel like we can talk about it is mr keanu reeves <laughs> keanu for the wings yes <laughs> and I, I, if, if honestly at first this movie was not doing it for me i was just kind of like ugh, i don't like this person i don't like I, I wasn't liking it but right around when keanu appears i was just like oh my gosh this is hilarious and i i just didn't feel like many of the early jokes were, were landing and but then oh i thought that whole keanu bit for like 15 minutes in the middle was hilarious <laughs> and i was dying laughing and, but they go to that whole monochromatic dinner that was so <laughs> funny <laughs> what a black burrito to go yeah, yeah. so la like that whole scene i was like wow this is i know they were in san francisco but i'm like yeah this is this is so la yeah oh my gosh that was so funny and he's like i, I don't know i loved that and when he punches keanu and he's like i just punched Keanu. that was so funny and so after that once they actually like kind of started dating then i thought their chemistry really worked and and uh i I was just laughing a lot and i also it it has a hallmark alum karen holness is in this and playing the diana Diana ross imitator and i thought that whole thing was very funny as well overall i just laughed a lot and i thought his ending speech was so great i loved that she was on the runway yes Yes. it was so good and so it really won me over by the end and i really enjoyed it and uh, so yeah i think it was a really solid romantic comedy for sure uh for me so jennifer what do you think well i was excited about it from the trailer yeah like from the get-go because they use mariah carey which is just yeah. a win for me because that's all i listened to in 1996 um but so i was real excited about it i feel like overall i i loved it um I, there were a few moments where i felt like you know you're watching a movie and you're completely engrossed in it and then all of a sudden you remember you're watching a movie like you're just taken yeah. out of it there are a few moments like that where i felt like that was a weird joke or that wouldn't happen in real life but overall those are so minimal and especially i just got in huge trouble recently for saying i didn't like keanu reeves i, <laughs> I don't like him as an actor and i just got reamed and i was like Uh-oh. this is why i don't do <laughs> any youtube or podcast because then i get in trouble so um so i was super happy to see keanu in something that i could really enjoy i think he nailed it i thought it was hysterical um like you said i love their chemistry i love their story i love what they did with their story and how they integrated into their character arcs and i thought it was a really sweet film well we at the Hallmarkies podcast are open to all points of view you can <laughs> just like any much. actor that you want <laughs> well i just i don't even remember why i brought him up but he just <laughs> oh i do it's a completely rabbit trail so we don't have to talk about it right now but john and i had watched a movie where he was in and it was oh, that it replicas was, yes yeah it was abysmal it was just 
terrible. And I keep like, I know he's quote unquote a star, but is he really? <laughs> he selects roles in general very well. I, uh, I know he's gotten better at it. I will say that. And this, this was just perfect. This was tongue in cheek. This was kind of making fun of his, himself. Um, he, he played it off so well. And I mean, I, he seems like a really nice man. I just don't enjoy what he's in very, <laughs> very much. So yeah, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> Anyone who's in love with Keanu. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that. The one thing that I did think was ridiculous is the whole idea that his band is going to be like famous or something. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that that's going to be like the next, next hip hop revolution. His, <laughs> His band was so bad. <laughs> well, I was talking to Sean. I was like, I don't understand what it is about that. Like, it's they're not bad. Like, they're just on this this complete. They're exactly on the line, and I don't know what what line that is. But they're not terrible. But they're certainly not good. But I they're just was- good enough. <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, it was. There's no way. There's no way it would it would go anywhere. It felt like the kind of thing that. I uh, would see at like a talent show at church or something like some, <laughs> not, not the content, but the level of quality, you know, like some, some, some guy, no, some guy who thinks he's so cool and is this little talent show and he's like, <laughs> he's yeah. not cool. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I, thought, I thought he did relatively well. I don't know who wrote what, but there was a lot of repetition in his lyrics. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we just end the verse. Just kill it. It's, it's done. We got it. You're not going to be the next Hamilton. Let's just stop. <laughs> it reminded me of this band that some guys from my high school had, and it was called like Sweaters in July or something. Oh <laughs> it was like very similar to that. <laughs> and, and so they, for that skill level, then they were, they were okay. But as a grown man <laughs> with a celebrity <laughs> chef, significant other, maybe we should aspire to bigger things. <laughs> Like he has more of a chance of making it famous in heating and air conditioning than as <laughs> as a ooh, performer. Ooh, as as a performing heating and air conditioning. Yeah, there you go. Sing while That's he installs the AC unit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, delete that. I didn't mean that at all. Please. <laughs> but, but Amy, what did you think of this one? Um, I was really hesitant because everyone who was in this movie, I've never been interested in anything they've ever been in. Like, uh-huh. I've never seen any of them before. Like, I don't watch American Housewife. I don't watch Fresh Off the Boat. Literally, the only time I've ever seen Keanu Reeves before this was when I was forced to watch Much Ado About Nothing. And like, <laughs> oh, that's his bad. That, that's one of his really bad ones. But, so, but, yeah. like, no clue who any of these people were. And I ended up loving it. I still don't get Keanu Reeves. I don't get it. Maybe uh-huh. because he's like four times my age. <laughs> but like, um, I don't get him. I don't get any of the films he's in. So I don't understand the like draw of Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's not four times. He'd be like 80. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> not quite there yet. But... Twice my age, but whatever. <laughs> so you've never seen like Speed or... or... <laughs> any of those <laughs> Sounds like, like i'm looking at his filmography and i'm like these are a lot of movies my dad would probably watch <laughs> he does do a lot of action film so yeah i mean i really ended up loving 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 the movie but yeah. i don't think i'm gonna feel feel any like connection to any of the actors or actresses just because i'm looking at everything they've ever made and i'm like i don't want to watch any of this stuff so uh-huh. yeah but the movie this movie was really really good i really enjoyed yeah. it Oh, good. Very good. All right. Well, I give Always Be My Maybe 4.5 stars. I really enjoyed it. It was so funny. And I just, that speech at the end was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Uh, Jennifer, what do you think? I gave it 4.5 stars as well. All right. Um, it was, I obviously am very singy with my fives, but I felt like it was a really good time. It was really fun. And I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah. For sure. Amy, what about you? I gave it a four. Very good. That's the one we're closest on out of all of them. <laughs> all right. Well, this was really fun. I had a great time talking with you guys about these. And so if you're listening, let us know what you think of these five movies. How, what, how many stars would you give them? And uh, we'd love to hear 
uh, in the comment section, or you can chat with uh, Amy and I on Twitter, uh, and we can talk about it. That would be really fun. So let us know what you think. And thank you so much, you guys, for, for coming on talking with us about these movies with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, Amy, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Amy Craig. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, and on iTunes and on YouTube. And I would ask Jennifer, but I know she doesn't have <laughs> me social media. <laughs> but well, just I'm on social media. I just don't have any account. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a public figure. Like right. <laughs> and make sure you're subscribed to us at Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. If you listen on iTunes, if you give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you could give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that as well. And consider becoming a patron of the channel. We have our special Facebook group at only $5 a month where we can talk about any movie that we want and not just Hallmark movies. And so we talk these Netflix movies. It's really fun and all opinions are welcome. And so it's great. And then we also have our merch store where we've been having our uh, little competition uh, between the different fandoms and postables are cleaning up. Uh, but there's some really fun stuff over at T public slash Hallmarkies. And then we also have our feedback show, which we do every week. So if you have any thoughts about any of these movies and you'd like to share uh, with us uh, or anything, other content or anything that you want, you can call and leave a voicemail at 801-855-6407. You can send us an email, feedback at hallmarkiespodcast.com. Anyway, there you go. That's these movies for Netflix. Let us know what you think. And if you have any others that you've seen on Netflix or wherever else uh, that you'd like our opinions on, just let us know. That would be fun. And thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.